This week on the podcast, we're going to talk about three very basic but fundamentally important areas to planning your vacation. These are kind of make or break areas that you're either going to plan correctly and get extreme value out of your vacation or you're going to have a few missteps and it could cost you a little bit of fun, time, or money when you're out and about with your family. So listen up. I hope you find some great value from this and I look forward to hearing what you find find important and resourceful in this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the Bold Exploration Podcast. I'm your host, Trianda Smith, and we're going to talk a little bit today about the three tenets that make every vacation a great vacation. All right, we alluded to this a little bit last week in our episode, but I want to do a little bit more of an in-depth guide for you guys. Um, And before we get started, though, I have a little uh, disclaimer. So today's episode comes more from me being a mom and less of me being a travel agent. These are the tips and tricks that I found uh, taking multiple age groups on a vacation together that really make a difference in in how that experience goes for the people on the trip. Uh, So with that being said, this is my personal advice. If you, you know, if you need help with this type of advice, speak to your pediatrician, uh, maybe speak to some other moms and see what, you know, who know your children, who, what they may recommend in these areas. So with that being said, let's get right into it. So the three things you need to think about when you're on vacation with kids are, or any kind of a family uh, situation is your food, water, the gear you take, and the rest sleep schedule. So for food and water, uh, that can be a little bit interesting. Usually when you're coming on vacation and you've got uh, people whose schedules don't normally mesh up, have to come and, and be cohesive so that the trip can move forward like expediently, right? So for example, my husband usually eats lunch about two hours before me and the kids do, and we're homeschooled. So if he, if we were in a situation where the kids eat, ate on their schedule and then I ate on my schedule and my husband ate on his schedule and we came together on a vacation, those times may not line up. You throw in the fact that you might be in another time zone and you might really be uh, changing your schedule significantly on vacation. So the younger your children are, the more safety foods that you have to have where it's stuff that you know they'll eat. Um, but you'll also have to think about what their schedule is in their normal time zone to match it as closely as possible in, you know, while you're on vacation. So um, I like to sit down beforehand, look at when everybody's usually eating or drinking water during the day and um, figure out what good times are on that new time zone, if it's a new time zone, or just a regular schedule for us. Obviously, you wanna pay attention to the most vulnerable population first on the trip. So that's gonna be the youngest and the oldest. So if you have someone who is retiree or older, or if you have someone who is, um, I would say six or under, uh, those are the those are the groups that you need to pay the most attention to when it comes to food and water, uh, because they're going to be the ones that are most susceptible to those changes. Uh, another thing to think at think about is how big of a caffeine addict are the people in your group. If you have one person that's like a six cup of coffee kind of person, or it's a coffee upon waking kind of person, and the rest of the group is not, 
that can cause a that can cause a problem because you want to make sure that that person isn't getting a caffeine headache first thing in the morning um, when you go places. So, you know, you want to pay attention to those individual needs. It keeps from there being uh, from being. Um, you know, there's wrenches thrown in your plan as someone's just trying to seeking out their basic needs if they're kind of like the only person in the group that needs those things taken care of. So another big important thing is uh, for me is to make sure that everybody stays hydrated while they're on this trip. So often, especially with the younger kids when they're excited and their adrenaline's pumping and they're, they're, there's so much newness going on, they just forget to drink water. And we don't necessarily always remember to remind them to drink water. So it's important so that everybody's digestive system works properly and everything, um, no one gets too dehydrated, which then can lead to just so much discomfort in the whole body, uh, is to make sure that you're thinking about who's drinking and that they're drinking enough. It's not just enough sometimes with younger kids to have water on hand. You have to actively remind them to, to, to drink some water, take a sip here and there and make sure that they stay hydrated. And that goes for the older population too. Um, well, that goes for every population. It's just that for those young kids, we need to make sure that we're reminding them often to drink water. Um, it just helps a lot to keep everybody regular <laughs> on the trip so that they don't get behind, they don't get dehydrated and they stay feeling good on the trip. One thing to also remember is we have a child, if they do get dehydrated and they do get a little constipated, that is going to make car sickness and motion sickness worse, in my opinion. So I say keep them hydrated so that so that you keep that at bay. I don't necessarily know that dehydration can cause motion sickness or car sickness, but I do know that it makes it worse for my kids. So uh, just keep that in mind as you're thinking about, well, what do I need to do to keep this crew hydrated? So let's look specifically at gear. Now this can go any, this is like a wide variety here. Gear could just be, we need some tennis shoes and some t-shirts and gear could come all the way here to like a skiing vacation or a backpacking trip where you need a lot of specialty equipment. Um, you just have to know what gear you need for your, for your crew. Is it a lot of gear? Is it a little bit of gear? Uh, I always say, make sure everybody's got comfortable shoes, comfortable socks. Because uh, one thing we use on every vacation is our feet, and we need to make sure that we take care of those feet. Uh, I think an average vacation is five to 10 miles. I know some people, I've seen studies in the past where people will walk, walk an average of like 12 to 15 miles in Washington, D.C. It can be a lot of walking in those destinations. So making sure you take care of your feet, super important. Um, with gear, you can kind of look at it as in three groups. Is this something I need to buy? Is this something I could thrift uh, or is this something that I could rent? And you can look at each category um, and figure out, well, you know, you can rent a pack and play uh, almost anywhere in the world. You can rent a high chair almost anywhere in the world. And that's a lot more, it's a lot easier to do than to pack something up on, on an airplane or even just like packing your car down with all that stuff. Um, Ski equipment, you know, you can rent that, but you know, sometimes backpacking equipment, that's harder to rent. That might be something that falls in the thrift category or are you borrow it from somebody who has it. And if you do have to buy it, think about buying items that you're gonna get a lot of use out of. Um, so when you think about the gear, think about, are we gonna buy it? Are we gonna thrift it? Are we gonna rent it? How long are we gonna use it? 
and what's super important for this vacation. The last category is the rest sleep. Now, the rest part, there's one caveat with gear I wanna go over. So if you've got young people or old people, anybody on the spectrum, so old, old is kind of even like, not even the best way to put that. If you have someone who needs to rest often on your vacation, so maybe they require a walker, wheelchair, maybe they're just not up for walking the five to 10 miles a day, or it could be someone who's had an injury. Um, there are scooters you can rent, there are wheelchairs usually, and you'd be surprised at the number of hotels that have complimentary wheelchairs or beach wheelchairs available. Uh, I've not seen too many walkers with a seat uh, as a rental, but those are usually, if you go, that's usually an item that you can easily thrift. If you go to thrift stores regularly, you'll probably be able to find a seated walker that you could take with you. Um, but you also want to think about those strollers. So for like that age group of like six and under, a stroller can be hugely beneficial for them. Their little legs just, they can't walk as far. And so you, you can let them sit in the stroller and rest while they you bounce them from one location to the other. And it can really help to extend their joy on the vacation because they're not as tired. And also you're not as tired because if you don't have a stroller, you're gonna end up carrying them, okay? <laughs> so um, strollers, walkers, scooters, all those things are really gonna help to stretch your vacation out um, and, and help everybody rest a little bit more. I find that if you need a stroller or if you need some type of seated walker or wheelchair and you don't get it, then you end up playing Frogger on your vacation and you're just going from one seated area to the next, to the next, to the next. And you're less intent, you're less in the moment, you're less present because you're, you're constantly looking for that next place to sit down and rest. Um, and I just like having the seat with us. And that way I know for sure that person who may be struggling a little bit has a seat ready to go, whether they are six and under or have some ambulatory issues. Now sleep. Sleep for everybody is a little different, right? You need to make sure that whatever it takes for those people to sleep, your little kids, parents, whomever on the vacation, that they have what they need to sleep. You, if you sleep with a CPAP at home, you need to figure out a way to get that thing on vacation with you. If you need absolute darkness and silence, you need to think about eye mask, you need to think about earplugs, uh, maybe a white noise machine for the kids. Maybe kids need total darkness, so you need to get a sleep pod. So think through what would make their rest the best. And I was very lucky. My kids did not need much to get to sleep. If I could just lay down in bed with them, they would be out in five minutes. And uh, that was hugely helpful. Um, so we did many vacations where we would have the two queen beds. And instead of sleeping the normal head, head to toe area, we would turn sideways. So each kid would have a little more room. <laughs> and I would just sleep with my legs hanging off the queen bed. But they got great sleep and I figured it out. So um, everybody rested well. But a pack and play may also work for your kids. And again, that could be something that you can rent at your destination. And a lot of hotels now, if you ask them, we can provide that for your room. So that's another piece of gear that you don't have to take with you. Um, if you have kids that are still taking a nap, 
make sure you work out their times for them to sleep in their normal time zone time frame and let them sleep. So you want them to get the best, the best rest they possibly can when they can. If your child can sleep in a stroller, great. That's awesome. Put them in the stroller, walk them, let them fall asleep. Y'all continue uh, enjoying your vacation. If not, you know, you may have to go back to the room or find a nice quiet place and lay down and enjoy that nap with them. Those are the three things I find make a huge difference on the quality of your vacation. Because if you get any aspect of those things wrong, it can kind of throw a wrench in things or make people not feel as well as they could. And it, it can take the value right out of the vacation that you're having. I hope you enjoyed our episode today about three tenets that you can think of when you're pre-planning your vacations so that you can get the most out of the time and the money that you're spending on these on these outings with your family. Uh, but I didn't want to leave you without keying you in on a few, th- few things that were happening in the travel industry. So if you are new to taking a group on travel or you haven't really done that big international trip with your family yet, a great way to introduce that is through cruising. Uh, I find cruising is one of the safest and easiest ways to take your family internationally for the first time, Uh, even a little bit easier than an all-inclusive. So um, if you haven't looked at a cruise before, now may be the time. So we do have a couple of new players on the cruising market, and these may or may not be a right fit for your family, but I did want you to know about them or at least know have them on your radar. Uh, the first one is Margaritaville at Sea. This is Jimmy Buffett's brand of cruise ship. Uh, these are short voyages. They leave out of Palm Beach, Florida, which is southern Florida. And they're short enough, you can tack them onto a different type, like a different cruise leaving out of Miami or Fort Lauderdale. So you could, you could leave on one of these before or after uh, your, your other cruise. And, uh, or if you're just going to a South Florida vacation, it'd be a great way to get out for a couple of days. They, so far, the voyages all look like they are uh, two night or three night type vacations. And so it's just a little taste. Uh, if you've ever been to a Margaritaville resort, you'll know that these kind of follow along the brand lines. And I'm excited about adding one of these cruises uh, for my family this year, hopefully. Another new player to the market is Virgin Voyages. This is a luxury adult only cruise line. So I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave those kiddos at home for this one. But if you're looking for a great couple's getaway or maybe even a girl's weekend, uh, this might just be the voyage for you. Uh, I would check them out on their website or reach out to me and I'll help you with a quote. And we'll see if Virgin Voyages or if Margaritaville at Sea is a good fit for you guys. Now, if you are looking for that family-friendly luxury cruise, don't count out Disney. They're known for their great children's entertainment, Broadway shows, incredible dining, and just all over a great experience for your whole family. So if you're interested in a quote for any of these cruises or any cruise line, let me know. Reach out on our website, do a travel booking quote, and we're happy to help you get your family on your next great vacation.